welcome to theories of the third kind. Welcome to Theories of the Third Kind. My name is Aaron, and I'm one of your hosts. There are two other hosts that are joining me today, of course. Daniel Sun. Ayo. And Hans. What's good? So before we start today's episode, I just want to say, like always, we do not run any ads on this show or take any money from any corporations. So if you'd like to help us out, well, there's a few ways that you could do that. One of the ways is Patreon. For only $5 a month, which is 16 cents a day, you can sign up to our Patreon and get an extra episode each week. These Patreon episodes are exclusive to members only. Today, we released a Patreon-exclusive episode, which is over the cursed video game, Polybius. Also, we have over 45 extra episodes, which is over 60 extra hours already locked and loaded for your listening pleasure. Such as the Dancing Israelis, Giants, Lost Treasures, and much more. We have a lot of extra Patreon episodes and a ton of extra blooper reels, which you get access to all of them for just five bucks a month. Another way to support the show is through our merchandise. Just teleport on over to our website, theoriesofthethirdkind.com. Click on the shop button and there you can see all the merchandise we have for sale. T-shirts, hats, totes, bags, mugs, all that good stuff. I just wanted to say that the money we get from Patreon and merchandise sales goes to bettering the show. Also, we know things are tough out there right now, so if you can't afford a shirt or a Patreon membership, but you want to help us out, then you can leave a written review on iTunes, and that actually helps us out a lot. If you don't want to leave one, though, then that is fine. We just want you guys, girls, aliens, reptilians, Bigfoot, Sasquatches, Chupacabras, Ghosts, Illuminati members, underground lizard people, whoever or whatever you are, to enjoy the show. Also, one last thing. If any of you would like to reach out to us, then you can shoot us a message on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, or you can go to our website, theoriesofthethirdkind.com, click on the contact button, and there you will find our email addresses. And that is the end of the announcements. So today's episode is over Randonautica. So how this episode will go today is that we will talk about what is Randonautica, then we'll go into the creation of it, and then the strange happenings while using the app the theories, and then, of course, our own personal thoughts and theories. So with that being said, let's get into today's episode. An app that generates random coordinates for individuals who download it. These individuals follow the coordinates, which leads them to random locations near where they live, which contain unusual discoveries. Such as random artifacts in the woods, proof that we live in a simulation, abandoned animals, people who are hurt, and even dead bodies. How can this app lead individuals to these things? Is it merely all just coincidences or does it actually turn your thoughts into reality? Now to better understand this app, 
we're going to first start off with the background of it and then transition into stories happening, strange facts surrounding it, and much more. So Hans, can you start us off and tell us a little bit about the creation of it? This all starts in January 2019 with an individual named Joshua Langfelder. Josh, at the time, was 29 years old and was taking a break from being a circus performer. He was at his home cruising the internet when he came across something called the Fathom Project on the messaging app called Telegram. The Fathom Project was basically a group of programmers who were interested in the potential and randomness to help humans and technology discover new heights. This project also had an official statement that said, and I quote, The Fathom Project was born as an attempt to research unknown spaces outside predetermined probability tunnels of the holistic world and has become a fully functional reality tunnel creating machine that digs rabbit holes to wonderland. End quote. Now, this project had created a code that was supposedly able to do this exact thing. So, of course, Josh was super interested in this project and he started to read over the project's theories about how random exploration could break people out of their predetermined realities and how people could influence random outcomes with just their minds. Now, before we get into the next part, we first have to explain something real quick. So remember the messaging app called Telegram where Josh found the Fathom project on? Well, that Telegram app, you can create a bot that does certain actions for you, such as automatically kicking people from your Telegram group or ban certain words that individuals type. Basically, you can write a code that makes the Telegram bot do whatever you want it to. All right, just keep that in mind as we just, you know, go on through this story right now. Okay, so fast forward just one month later after Josh found this project on Telegram. It's February of 2019, and Josh's father had just suffered a stroke. While he was caring for his father, Josh had some free time on his hands, so he decided to take the Fathom Project's code and create a Telegram bot of his own to generate random coordinates. All right, we are now in March of 2019. Josh went on a website and called Reddit and created a subreddit called Randonauts. And, you know, if you aren't familiar with what subreddits are, it's basically a subsection of the website Reddit where people can post and chat about certain things. Kind of think of it as a website discussion board. Anyway, so Josh made this subreddit and started posting information on it about his new Telegram group and the bot. Individuals started using the Telegram bot to take them to certain locations around the world and reported back what they had found. This is October 2019. A developer named Simon McCorkendale created a website for Josh's bot. That same month, an individual named Auburn Salcedo who was the chief executive of Presley Media, which was an agency that created brand integrations for television. Well, Auburn came across the subreddit of Randonauts and offered to help Josh with expanding his bot. Josh accepted, and on January 24th, 2020, they incorporated Randonauts, LLC. Auburn remained the chief executive of her current job at Presley Media, but also was now the COO of Randonauts LLC, and Josh was the CEO. Also, in this deal, Presley Media accepted to handle 
the PR for Randonautica LLC. Now, less than a month later, on February 22nd, 2020, they released a beta version of the app Randonautica. This Randonautica app on the App Store states in the description, Randonautica is the first ever quantumly generated adventure game that takes you on a journey of true randomness. The adventure is yours to have, and the legend will be yours to tell. This app provides you with totally random coordinates within a set radius. You can then choose if you'd like to adventure to the point of destination. Breaking out of this probability tunnel can bring about serendipitous experiences and provide great fun while journeying into the world around you. The app uses both pseudo and quantum entropy sources for randomization which provides a set coordinates that can be opened in a map to navigate to. Explore the world beyond the habitual and deterministic patterns of your everyday life. Discover adventures right in front of your doorstep. So that is what Randonautica app description said. Now, in the first few months, the app wasn't that big until something happened. In July of 2020, a group of teenagers were using the app, which gave them a specific location off the coast of Seattle. At this location was a dead body. This led numerous people to believe the app held something sinister within its coding. So after a couple of days after the story of the teenagers using the app and finding the body, Josh decided to do an interview. In this interview, he described Randonautica as a storytelling platform that encourages performance art. He also said, and I quote, the overwhelming response has not surprised him. I kind of figured it was inevitable because basically what it is is it's like a machine that creates memes and legends and it kind of virally propagates on its own. Now, Josh was kind of right because on social media is where videos of individuals that were out rando nodding, quote unquote, and coming across eerie and seemingly dangerous situations or even dead bodies like we mentioned earlier, that is what made the app go viral itself. And since its release, this Randonautica app has been downloaded over 10 million times from the app and Google Play Store. So that transitions us into the next section. We're going to get into what individuals have encountered while using this app. So, Dan, do you want to start us off with the first happening that occurred? So we're going to start off with the happening that caused the app to go viral. The one that we mentioned earlier from Seattle. So like we said earlier, it was a group of teenagers who were using the app. After being given their random coordinates, the group drove to their location at the beach and stumbled upon a black suitcase washed up on the beach. In the hopes that there was money stored inside the suitcase, they decided to open it up. Something was packed inside of the suitcase that was wrapped in what looked like black garbage bags. At the same time, they noticed this horrible odor coming from the bag. They started to get worried as to what was inside and decided to call the police. So the police came and started their investigation. They determined that the suitcase contained several bags of human remains. As they searched the area, another bag was located inside the water that contained human remains as well. A few weeks later, the police identified the remains as a 27-year-old male and a 36-year-old female. And that was the first weird happening with Randomnautica. 
but that isn't the last. Dude, that's weird. Yeah, I went and tried to pull that TikTok video and I could not find it because I'm guessing TikTok deleted it. I mean, I tried to look on actual TikTok, like I went to the user who did the video and he did not have it anymore. So I did I did find uh, a video of a video of it and it's not really much. It shows them going to the coordinates, open up the suitcase, of course, they see like the black garbage bags inside of it and then them filming themselves calling the police and then the police showing up and then them showing a link to an article. And then I, I verified that that article was where they were at and that's what the police reported on. So that's an actual happening like that truly happened to them. Damn. Yeah. Cause most of the, most videos like that where they just do like bad cutting to make it seem like it was them and all that shit or like something bad happened. There's a lot of those on TikTok and I hate that shit. Yeah. Another happening that occurred was by a girl on TikTok named McKenna. She claimed that she downloaded the Random Nautica app, and during her downloading it, she was setting her intention of concentrating on the word death. So after getting the coordinates from Random Nautica, she went on her journey. McKenna then posted a video of herself crying while driving. In this video, she claimed that she found someone, and I quote, laying in the gutter with their wife literally on them, holding them. She said that the man was shot and she called the police as her friend wrapped a jacket around the dying man. Now, I just want to say have some healthy skepticism here with this one, because like the last happening that had actual confirmed police reports and news articles, this one did not. I couldn't find anything. Um, So there's no way to confirm if McKenna was telling the truth or not to know whether she actually manifested that she what she found with her set intent. Now, when we talk about like setting intent with this app, it tells you to before you click the set coordinates, you have to set an an intent like you have to think about certain words or something like how McKenna said death. Right. You think about it and you concentrate on it and you set the intent of sort of like manifesting it. Then you press find coordinates and then it supposedly works off your setting intent. The app does so. Something to keep in mind while we go into uh, these future stories. She just did it for the clicks. Eh, that's what I'm kind of thinking. I I don't know. I I tried to find some proof behind it, but I couldn't. So. I did watch one video where a guy said death as well. Like, it was him and his wife. And she's like, so what's your intention? He's just like, death. Then he's just like, no, 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 no. You know what? Let's just go with happiness. We'll go with happiness. So they started going off and then. When they got to the point that the app told them to, they looked in their rearview mirror and they saw an ambulance coming up behind them with lights on and shit. They drive away a little bit and that ambulance stops at the point they were just at. Then like another one shows up there. So they're just like, like we said death, like did it just lead us to someone possibly dying? But they were just someone in the message just like, well, you said death and then you changed it to happiness. Maybe it was like, you know, someone dying and then a baby was born or something. Hmm. But no, it was kind of weird that the ambulance showed up but like i was saying earlier though i hate those bad cuts on tiktok videos yeah well i got my own personal story about using the random not a cab that i cannot wait to share here in a little bit because it was strange it was very very strange that's all i'm gonna say until i tell it so what's this next uh random nautica story we got uh so another happening that occurred is from an individual on the subreddit of random knots this individual posted that they set the intention of finding a glitch that they wanted a sign to know if the reality we live in is a simulation. So they clicked the coordinates button and followed the map. 
the coordinates led them to a concrete wall that had old faded words that had been sprayed painted on it that said, this is the sign you've been looking for. Hmm. If that is true, that is odd. That is very odd if it's true. That's different. It is. What's the next one we got? All right. So this next one is very similar to the one that Dan had just talked about. Another Reddit user posted that they concentrated on their intention of a sign from their great-grandmother who had passed away. So they clicked the coordinates button and followed the map. The map led the individual to a street corner where an intersecting street sign was at. The intersecting street sign was named Betty Ann, which was the same name as the user's great-grandmother who passed away. That'd probably freak me out if that occurred. Yeah. Uh, there was another Reddit user with a similar story, kind of. Uh, they set their intention of wanting to know more about Buddhism. So after concentrating on that and clicking the coordinates button, they followed the map to where the pin drop was, and it led them to a Buddhist monastery. That's weird, man. And we have no way of actually verifying these Reddit posts of these individuals saying that this happened to them, right? Like, they don't post videos of them setting their intention with no cuts. So we have no real way of verifying it. And it kind of seems that these are too good to be true. So we decided to do it ourselves, to give it a try. We sent Aaron out to the field. <laughs> yeah, you sent, you sent me out on the field, and I decided to give the app a go. I downloaded it yesterday while I was at my work and said, okay, when I get off work, I'm going to go try it out. I'm going to do three coordinates and I'm going to see if it's all just coincidences or if anything even really happens or if this thing truly does work. So this is what happened. I go to leave my house and I grab my debit card from my bag because I know my uh, gas is low in my truck. And I tell my older son, I'm like, hey, you're coming with me. And he's like, okay, cool. I'm like, because if I get killed, you got to tell my story. So I grab my keys and put them in my left pocket, my debit card in my right pocket. I end up going out to my truck. I get in my truck. I start the truck up and I pull the Random Nautica app up and I set the intention of a conspiracy. And the coordinates is only like a mile and a half down the road. So I end up driving a mile and a half down the road and the pin drop was down a gravel road, and at the end of the gravel road was somebody's house with a giant blue tarp in it. But I was like, there's no way I'm going over there in someone's private property and going to look underneath that tarp. There's no way. So I ended up turning around, and I set new coordinates with the same intention of a conspiracy. Give me a good conspiracy. And I clicked go. Well, the next pin drop was around four miles away, but I had to get gas. So I started driving towards that pin drop. I pulled over to a gas station and I got out and I put my hand in my right pocket and my debit card's not there. Huh, that's weird. So I start looking around in my truck thinking it might have fell out of my pants even though it, it wouldn't have because my pants are pretty tight. I don't wear skinny jeans or anything like that, but you know, I wear some Levi's. Um, I, I start looking around and I can't find my debit card and I turn to my son and I'm like, hey, you know where my debit card's at? And he's like, I have no idea. I'm like, well, I, I put it in my pocket. And then he said, well, did it fall out? And I said, no, it, it didn't fall out. There's no way. I didn't even reach in my pocket and pull anything out, except in my left pocket where my keys were at. And then I put my phone in my, my back pocket on my butt. Hot. So he's like, well, that's not good. And I was like, no, it's not good. And I'm like, we need gas and we can't go to this next pin drop 
without getting gas. So I'm like, so we have to run back to the house and I got to get a, a different card or something. And he's like, okay, well, maybe you dropped it in the driveway. And I'm like, no, there's no way I dropped it in the driveway. So I drive back to the house. I pull up in the driveway and sure as shit, my card is sitting there stuck in the dirt, straight up and down. And I'm like, okay, that's odd. But I can kind of brush it off as maybe I didn't put it in my pocket all the way. And then it fell out as I was walking to my truck. I can pass it off as that. Whatever. I get the card, jump back in my truck. My son's like, eh, it's a little strange. I'm like, eh, yeah, not too much though. So we end up driving to back to the gas station. I get gas. And I end up following those coordinates again. So the coordinates take us to like a, the beach area near the ocean. And there's all these beach houses. We start approaching the coordinates. And it's at some house. But one street before the coordinates, as we're driving up, there's this random guy in the street. And this is during sunset. This is like 8 o'clock, sunsetting. There's this guy in the street holding his nuts. And he's like doing this weird dance. I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing? Because this is, this is in the richer, I, I, I don't want to say the town that I was in because it's obviously real close to where I live. But this is in the really rich part of the area, right? If you have a house near the ocean, you have some money. And this guy wasn't like a homeless guy or anything. He looked like just an average business guy. But he was out in the middle of the street doing like a Michael Jackson, just kind of like swaying. Looked very odd and weird. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to drive past him. Drive past him, turn left on the street. We're right there where the pin drop is at. Nothing, just a random house. Like, okay, whatever. Like the third one, we're going to go, we're going to do the third one and then that's it. So I set the intention of something weird and odd. Give me something. And I clicked get coordinates. So this time it wants me to go six miles down the opposite way of where I was going, but still along the coastline. So I end up start driving that way. And then somebody starts flashing their lights at me from the opposite way. I'm like, okay, there's a police officer ahead. Sure as shit, there was a police officer. I'm like, okay, cool. So I slow down, pass him up, and then less than half a mile down the road, there's another police officer, but he's escorting like this giant truck. Pass him up, and then a fire truck passes us up on the left. I'm like, okay. End up going. There's an ambulance less than a mile uh, ahead on the left side of the road with its lights on blocking traffic. Less than a mile away from that, there's another ambulance, but coming up from behind us heading in the ox, uh, opposite direction and I'm like this is weird as shit then we pass up three more police officers on the left side heading the opposite way then we end up having a fire truck pass us up going the other way than the other fire truck was going it, it, it's strange but then I'm, I'm kind of thinking okay maybe there's like a fire at one end and like emergency stuff at the other end I can kind of like you know explain that so we keep driving to the coordinates and it leads us down this really weird back road near the ocean. And we get to the coordinates. And it's a driveway of someone's house. But at the end of the driveway, right where the coordinates is at, there is a toy fire truck just sitting there. That's pretty weird. But the weirdness doesn't stop there. So me and my son, we start driving back home. The GPS, I have to GPS my way back home because I'm in all these back roads and I, I don't know the area that well. So we start driving back home and I, my GPS starts acting all weird. It takes me the wrong way 
and I have to turn around and start going the other way. So then finally I get on roads that are recognized. I turn my GPS off and I start driving back and I roll my window down and we're just cruising going like, I don't know, 25, 30 and my son's sitting there and it's really quiet. And I do this thing with him where I like randomly like scream, like, ah, just to kind of like scare him, just like a quick scream, just to scare him. He's like, oh, why do you do that? Anyway, so I do that to him. He's like, oh, why'd you do that? And I'm like, eh, you know, I just scared you. And he's like, I'm already kind of freaked out. I'm like, whatever. So we end up driving. We're about a mile away from my house. We pull up to a stop sign. It's nighttime. No one's around. We hear a little girl scream the same pitch, the same volume as mine, as if she was sitting in the truck with us. My eyes got super wide. I looked around. I couldn't see nobody around us. I turned to my son and he goes, did you hear that? And I said, yeah, I heard that as well. And he goes, that sounded just like your scream, except it was a little girl. And I said, yeah, I know. We didn't say anything else. I rolled my freaking window up, pulled into my driveway of my house. That was my experience with Random Nautica. Coincidences, maybe. I have a theory as to what it was. I mean, I think it makes you more aware of your surroundings rather than being in the autonomous mode. But there was a lot of strange occurrences while using the app. So that's my story and my use of it. That's creepy, man. Yeah, especially the fire truck. I sent you all the picture of that, that uh, toy fire truck. How odd is that? Why would somebody just have that sitting on the end of their driveway? Uh, I can only imagine your son. Yeah, and he's not like young either. He's, he's a teenager, so... It's not like I was out there torturing a five-year-old. <laughs> he, he's, well, I know, I know people are probably thinking that you got a little five or six-year-old out there. No, no, this kid's a teenager, right? He's as tall as me, but he still can't whoop my ass. He's going to listen to this and be like, all right, I'm, I got you, Dad. I got you. Yeah, good luck with that. He always tries to. Yeah, good luck. Anyways. All right, so that's some of the strange stuff that can happen while you use this app. So uh, I guess it's time for us to hop into strange facts and findings. Dan, you want to start us off with the first one? The first one is they have an old facts section on their website. Some of the answers are interesting to say the least, you know, especially one that says, and I quote, just as a knife can be used either to prepare dinner or to cut somebody, Randonautica can be used simply to take a walk or drive to a new location or it could be used for rituals or purposes that may indeed be against your religion. I did not believe this FAQ post that someone said they had on their website, and I had to specifically go find this, and I did. And it is weird that they would be saying stuff like this in their FAQ, but maybe, hey, it's them building up on the reputation of being creepy, right? The hype. The hype, yeah. Promoting. Hmm. So what's the next strange fact we got? Another weird thing on their old FAQ section explains why their logo has an owl on it. They say, and I quote, Initially, the logo is a reference to the experiment called Owl Experiment. One of the developers noticed that after he put the owl figurine on the server, a lot of references to owl figurines began to appear in user reports. After that, the tendency to notice owls became very popular among participants and the image of an owl became a symbol of the project. Also, owls see in the dark and randonauts venture to places outside their conscious awareness. 
Now, a random knowledge nugget here. Uh, they mentioned the owl experiment. So we started searching what that was, and we did find a mention of an experiment at the John Hopkins University. Get this. This is kind of disturbing. Uh, at the John Hopkins University, they confined barn owls in a basement. They restrained the animals while they were fully conscious, opened up their skulls, exposed their brains, and planted electrodes into the owl's brains and recorded their neural activity while they forced them to look at dots on a TV screen or listen to bursts of noises delivered through headphones for up to 12 hours at a time. Now, this was done to help study neural activity of the brain to determine causes of ADD or ADHD, supposedly. That's what the John Hopkins University was doing with these owls, was studying the causes of brain activity and certain things like that. Those poor owls. Yeah, the poor creatures. Yeah, it, uh, it was disturbing. And their weird ear holes. The owls' weird ear holes? Google it real quick. A duck duck goat, you mean? Yeah. Owl ear holes. They're just holes, dude. My God. One face is, opens up here, the other one opens down here, and that's how they're able to, like, hear things, like, so good. Yeah, their ear holes are off-centered, like, one's up top and one's at the bottom. Yeah, they're not symmetrical. Hmm. I did not know that. Random knowledge nuggets with Hans. I'm telling you, dude, they're also the quietest uh, bird. They did, like, an experiment with, like, falcons, you know, predatory birds, where they recorded the decimal of them flying to get like obviously a dead rat and you know they're like oh you know you'd watch and you'd be like oh well okay that's kind of noisy and you know animals are you know very you know sensitive to hearing things boy when they did the owl one you didn't hear anything in the recording when it took off it just like glided you didn't hear no like drag or anything you just like snatched up the rat and said yep mm. they're aliens yeah just imagine riding your bike and trying to pick up a burrito with your feet that's what owls do Minus the bike. <laughs> and minus the burrito. <laughs> uh, that's going to be stuck in my head all day now. <laughs> Dan, so um, what's this last strange fact and finding we got? The last one we got is their terms and conditions mentioned that third-party vendors might be using information from the app. Now, this wouldn't be so worrying if it was, you know, for ad advertisement purposes and or, you know, something similar to that. However, the app doesn't have any ads. And the fact weird things happen while using it is kind of worrying. Yeah, no ads. I confirmed that yesterday. But they do charge you money for what they call owl tokens or something like that. Oh, yeah. And it uses an owl token every single time you get new coordinates. And I think it gives you like 30 owl tokens a day, which is quite a bit. Because I only used it three times. It's a hell of an adventure. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe for the third-party vendors, maybe they sell your information as a way to gain money, right? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe not. But I guess that rolls us into theories. So, Hans, you want to start us off with those? So, the first one is obviously over the government. This theory is that the government is behind this app. So the thing that gives some footing to this theory is that the app came out as the COVID virus was spreading around the world and as many countries were starting to lock down. Because of this lockdown, the government wanted to see what people would do if they could break lockdown rules. To further add to this, 
If the government really is behind this app, they could also send you to certain locations to somehow get you in trouble. I full-heartedly actually believe in that. That they send you to locations or like the government's behind this app? The government's behind this app. Okay. Why do you believe that? It, it's weird that it drops at a time that there's a mass pandemic, you know, curfews. And, if you know, where I am from in Texas, it was bad. Like, you had certain days in whatever part of your city that you lived in that you could only go to certain Walmarts. Wow. Yeah. And then the change shortage and how they're like, oh, we don't have exact change. I'm like, this sucks to suck. You better figure out where it's at. Sucks to suck. Yeah, I, I pay in cash. I don't like to use card much. What about you, Dan? Do you think the government's behind this? Mm. First of all, we need to establish, would the government create an app like this to track individuals? Absolutely. Yeah. Hands down. Uh, duh. So it could be a possibility that they didn't initially create the app, but they had somebody influence the decisions. The show company. Well, yeah, show company are, they don't even need a show company with the NSA and their ability to gather information. They got all the information they need. They can track the data points of users using the app and where they travel to. I mean, when you use it, you're allowing your GPS to be turned on. So, I mean, boom, you're already being tracked there. I mean, shit, most people might already even have it on already. If y'all don't believe that the government can track you, quick knowledge nugget. I got a package from the CIA in the mail and uh, it didn't have a forwarding address on it or anything because I moved here recently. So I don't know how they figured it out so quick, but they did. Oh, yeah, because you said you sent it back in August. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because when I was looking at it, I was like looking for like the little forwarding address on it. I said, oh, it didn't have one. <laughs> That's creepy. All right. Then <laughs> you said there was no like postage on it, so they like hand delivered that, right? Yeah. Ooh, scary. All right. So I guess we'll go on to the next theory, which is uh, secret organization. So this theory is that a secret organization such as the Illuminati or Scientology or something like to that nature is behind this app to either collect information about people to try to get them to join the organization and or any other reason for that matter. The only reason I'm leaning kind of like a little bit more towards this and the government is because the government has the NSA, right? And they're able to collect data points way more than an app would. Like, why would they need an app to do that? They can just do it through the NSA. Now, if you're a secret organization that doesn't have access to the NSA, this could be a way for you to collect information as to where individuals are at. I mean, this makes sense. I mean, you could, you think about it. Say it is a secret organization doing this and all that. You do this, you activate your GPS on that. They can tell whether or not a certain person is ballsy enough to go to random locations that they mark. Oh, so you think it adds like a, it, it gives the government more data, a data point as into how risky the individual is. Well, I mean, that, that could be too, but say the secret organization like Illuminati or something like that, they're watching this and, you know, they see like, hey, this person right here, Every single time we give them a point, they go to it. Now that, now that person's marked. They're like, we can put a point on here and we could literally be at this point and they would come and meet us. Because you know how, like, say, how I did it yesterday. I was going to do it. Then, you know, I generated a point. And where it generated a point at, I knew exactly where it was taking me. I partied there when I was in high school. I was like, I'm not going into their backyard. You know, just boom. 
generate another one for another three tokens. They're watching just like, all right, this guy's you no know, not as ballsy as you know this person here, where we could probably send him up to a point and we could meet him, probably recruit him or something else. That's where I went with it. I like that, Dan. Kind of like proving like how people have to prove themselves in a gang. Yeah. Hmm. So it's a proving ground. Yeah. Well, we know how dedicated you are, Darren. I, I do it for the show, man. There's really no limits as to what I do for the show, for the listeners. I love you guys, and I'm proud of you. I mean, if I was in the city, I'd probably do would have done it, which I might later today if I go into the city, I might turn it on and see what happens. But being out in the you know countryside a little bit, you know, I'm not too out in the country. Just just enough though to where if I walk on someone's property. I'm hearing a shotgun going off, and I'm kind of wanting to keep pellets out of my ass. So, may try it later. All right, so what's this next theory we got? So, our next theory that we have is that the creators behind this app have found out how to tap into something spiritual and or magic, you know, and integrated into the app to spread around to individuals and control them as they use the app. Aaron, were you controlled? Did you feel magical? You know, I did think that uh, maybe this app has found a way to tap into this okay do you know the the tv show stranger things how there's that upside down world like a different dimension that's there yeah yeah so i'm thinking like what if this app has found a way to tap into that if there's something like that similar here what if we're like the tv show westworld you know how they find all those strange little things and that's what randonautica is doing for us we're all machines trying to break through the system because and it you know it's like solve the puzzle and that's all he's doing and it's you know i don't know like that's just what came to my head with the paranormal control and all these weird signs you know i say that you go to the mall or something and like you know you get something to eat and you're sitting there eating do y'all ever start people watching yeah all the time people watch wherever i go (laughs) it's just like you sit there, you're eating, you know, just looking around, watching people do random shit. When I do it, I sit there and I'm thinking to myself, that is the dumbest NPC I've ever seen. NPC <laughs> as in like a video game NPC? Yeah, like a non-playable character. Because I'm looking at them because they'll start doing like some random shit. And it's just, it doesn't make any sense of why are they doing it. You know, and I'm just thinking, okay, maybe, maybe they're just, you know, that's their just type of personality that they do, like to do random stuff. But, you know, you're, just, you're watching a certain person and they just keep doing weirder and weirder stuff. Yeah, or, or you see them, like the NPCs, they're walking, start knocking over the tables. What the hell's going on with this dude? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was a young explorer like you until I took an arrow to the knee. Oh, man. All right, so what's this next theory we got? Um, well, this is over a criminal group. So it's kind of similar to... You know, the secret organization theory, except instead of it being, you know, a secret organization, it's somehow sort of a secret criminal group behind the app. And they're using it to attract the victims. Well, I wasn't a victim yesterday. Maybe it's more like a recruiting tool to recruit carriers or something. I don't know. Or maybe see, see who snitches. Oh, there's a dead body. Call the cops. I'm like, yeah, no, we got to kill him. And then, the, you know, that's the next person. Maybe it's a way for them to plant evidence on people. Ooh, make them show up at the scene of the crime. Crime scene, yeah. Because I was going to go back to my secret organization thing, just watching them, watching the app, watching your GPS, like, that guy's ballsy. 
We can send him out to the middle of the woods here where we have a trap that decapitates his ass. Hmm. All right. So this next theory we're going to talk about is maybe this app is some sort of like social experiment to see what people would do in, in different situations and in different places. Think of it like a MK Ultra experiment kind of with the government, but instead you're out in the open and you're given different scenarios, which I can kind of see that. I mean, it would be hard as hell to do different scenarios because you would have to coordinate a lot of different things. But if you're the app owner or you're some big organization and you want to see what a X, Y, and Z person does with this scenario, A, B, or C, and then you, you times it by the millions of people using the app, it will give you some good data points to predict what a person will do in that scenario. So weird, odd, maybe, kind of good theory, but eh. I like the next one better, though. What is that one, Dan? So our next theory is manifesting. The theory is that this app messes with synchronicity. Synchronicity is in the spiritual belief, according to some, is very powerful. Some believe that it is the universe's way of saying, hey, you, pay attention. So the way the world manifests things is through random events. Think chaotic good. So if you put enough yin energy, you know, cool, tingly, when you put intent into an idea while you yawn deeply, the randonautica algorithm sets a completely random location so that the universe has an easier time slipping things into the world. So it's about manifesting. It's totally up Anna's alley. It is totally Where up Where is her? Yeah. Where are you? And I'm so sorry. Yeah, we miss you, Anna. This is where we'd need you the most. Yeah, we miss you. Dad, it's not a phase. Anna left us. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, manifesting, I could kind of see that. I mean, the universe does. Okay, hold on. I believe the universe speaks to us in certain events and shows us certain things to relay messages to us to kind of like say, okay, we're on the right path of where we're going. So I could see that this app somehow messes with that to allow the universe to come through in some way. And this app kind of like proves that manifesting is real and the universe can speak to us through it yeah i mean you think about it like i remember like when we did uh the demon z i'm not gonna say his name we all know what happens when we say his name and talk too much about him aaron is that patreon yeah yeah the demon z that was you know kind of freaky Aaron. yeah there was a lot of weird things that happened such as the my door opening uh twice during twice during recording um, after recording, uh, a certain individual in my home was talking to something in the corner of the basement wall and I got a video of it and it was like some shadow, very weird and odd things. I posted the video on Patreon, Yeah, but it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's very weird. The things that happened. So, you know, like. I'm pretty sure I was talking about like, you know, people can manifest things if you think about it enough or believe in it enough. And, it's, you know, more people that do it, the more power it gains to manifest. It definitely could be the same thing with this. People, people download it. Like it had what, like over 10 million downloads? 10 million, over 10 million. Yeah. Yeah. So you think you have that many people trying to manifest something it's for them to find something. Some people are going to find something. Enough energy manifesting it, something will happen, good or bad. It depends on your intention. 
Yeah, I believe that too. Um, but off of manifestation and on to more of, a, I guess you could say, normal, quote unquote, normal theory is our last theory. What do you got for us, Hans? So this last theory is called viral marketing. This app has so many individuals downloading it and leading people to random locations that eventually something will happen. The strange stuff that does happen is amplified by the developers of the app for media coverage so people will download their app. I I can see that too. Yeah. It just builds up the hype. Oh, something weird's happening here at this location. Yeah, and you think that a media company, right, is working for PR for mm-hmm. Rainonautica. They have connections with the news agencies. Weird stuff happens and they hype the shit out of it. Like they say, hey, run this news article. Run it, run it, run it. More exposure, more exposure. Yeah. I can see them doing that. But I also see the other theories as well. Yep. But with that being said, we're going to roll into personal thoughts and theories now. We'll start off with you, Dan. What's your personal thoughts and theories behind all this? I don't know. Watching a the, the video of Josh and all that, it just... Josh being the creator of the app? Yeah. Josh uh, Langfelder. All right. He doesn't seem like a guy that has ill intentions with the app, but, you know, may- maybe, you know, government or some like secret organization might have a hand in the app, considering how it tracks your location and whatnot. It's just like when, the, like, I don't use Snapchat much, much at all. But the fact that, you know, when I first turned it on, it wants my exact location and everything. And then it's like, oh, well, you can set your location onto people on your friends list or whatever can see you wherever you are. I don't want you to know where I'm at all the time. I mean, you're always going to see me just in my you know house just chilling because I don't like going nowhere. <laughs> but <laughs> no, it's just like, you know, it's hard to not think that some of these apps have an alternative reasoning why they have like GPS in their you know apps coded into their stuff especially like you know every time you download an app nowadays it always asks do you want your gps turned on you can always set it to always on or only when i open this app you know they always want to know your location the app seems fun but then again it just seems like there's something else to it especially like if some people if it is real finding like dead bodies and stuff it's just too it's too much coincidence that you know you go to a random location and there's a dead body there you go to the beat point on the beach and you find a suitcase with body parts in it i think so i think something's up with it but yet i'm probably still gonna try it later <laughs> my personal thoughts and theories on it is i think there is some manifestation right at play i believe people can manifest certain things but then again i also think that this app gets individuals out and exploring but it also makes you more aware of your surroundings so you see more things happening around you and you connect those things to this app. So it's almost like a confirmation bias. But then again, you're also manifesting these certain things. So I think it's a mixture of, of both. And then the viral marketing, of course, is done by the company absolutely, right? They want to build off of this strange things that are happening to get more downloads. So I think it's a combination of all the theories combined into one, besides like the secret organizations or other stuff like that. I think it's just an app that's found a way to make individuals manifest certain things and also be aware of their surroundings. Because everybody, I mean, every day you drive the same route, almost every day. 
I know I do Monday through Friday. I drive the same route to work, drive back. I get in like this autonomous mode, right? But when you start exploring your surroundings, you become more aware of it, more hyper-focused. So, I don't know, coincidences a little bit, yeah. Manifesting a little bit, yeah. So, that's where I stand at. What about you, Hans? What's your personal thoughts and theories? Mine is like, what if we are in the simulation, but the code writers to the simulation want us to break free? And so Randonautica was the app to do it. And yeah, it does seem like just pure coincidence, but what if it's really not? What if these are all like, you know, this is the sign you've been looking for? Or, you know, your great-grandmother's name on the street. What if this is all like just little nudges and pushes to showing that we are in the simulation? And that what if this app sooner or later leads us to the solution of breaking out of it? Damn. Because manifesting would mean that the, the code writers of the simulation, they know what we're going to think. So they already know what coordinates to put down. True. Because they know where they're going to send us, and they're going to send us to some things that maybe they put in. Maybe this code finds breaks in the simulation, like areas in the simulation that are vulnerable. And if somebody goes yep. there... Maybe it somehow puts glitches in the simulation. So they're sending all these people out to these breaks in the simulation to kind of like break and completely shut down the simulation. You think that's why they're called anomalies? Yeah, you're talking about the, um, so on the app, there's different, different locations, like different pins where they tell you to go have different names. Like there's void, there's power attractors, there's blind spots. What else? See, blind spots, quantum, pseudo. Yeah. Tractor void power. Yeah. I mean, that could be it. Yeah. Regardless, it is a it is an odd app and they've done a good job at marketing it. Anyways. All right. So either of y'all got anything you want to add to today's episode before we roll into on the scene? Just feels different. It does feel different. Feels different without Anna. Our first episode without Anna feels weird. Shout out to you. I hope you're listening right now. Yeah. Shout out to you, Anna. Yeah. We miss you already. Yeah, you get it's the It's a big, sausage party here. That's right. You get the big freaking shout out this week. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to move to On the Scene. So uh, if you aren't familiar with On the Scene, it is where individuals around the world go and interview individuals on the street or wherever about their personal experiences with conspiracies or current happenings with conspiracies are happening around the world. And you, yes, you, the listener, can submit your own on the scene. Just make sure it's less than two minutes long, less than 120 seconds, and submit it to our email address after you record it. And you can record it through your phone. But the priority in whoever gets played is determined, uh, well, first off, on Patreon. And then after we run out of Patreon on the scenes, then we'll go to regular listeners on the scene. So uh, this week we have Stephanie on the scene. So uh, we're going to listen to that right now. All right, guys, this is Stephanie. We're doing Stephanie on the scene, but not Hans on the scene. Got my friend over here, and he's going to tell me a story about something that he experienced. Okay. Yeah, so it was probably 2001. Uh, we're in northwest Oklahoma, and I had been to Boiling Springs State Park with my grandparents, my brother, and my cousin. And we are headed back south from the state park. I had just crossed the tracks coming into town. We come through the stoplight at Main Street, 
I look out to the the east, the west. And it's dusk. Yeah, and it's it's dusk. It's dark. It's just gotten dark outside. I look out to the west and I see this place, the cowboy tax shop. And then I look out to the east, and above the stock exchange bank, I see stars just zipping around in the sky, moving in erratic patterns faster than anything you could possibly explain. And I tell everyone else in the car, look out the window, look at this, I've never seen anything like it. And as we, everyone looks out, and in that same moment, it's like something something obviously happened. And the next thing I know, we're coming back through the same stoplight again, and coming back up to the same place where I told everybody to look outside. And so it's, it's literally like, I, I really believe that our whole pickup, everyone inside was abducted and then like Moved frozen somewhere. in time and then and then put back reinserted back into where we already were um that's this is the only experience of this sort that i've had but i've had other experiences of the fourth kind which are a lot harder to explain but um this this is my only abduction story do you believe so, in sasquatch chupacabras no <laughs> i actually have seen a chupacabra like really? in real life it ran in front of my pickup while i was driving 80 miles an hour and it floated it moved so quickly that it moved in front of my pickup while I was going 80 in miles Oklahoma? an hour around Dog Pound Road oh, and it snap. moved in front of my pickup and it looked at me looked at me right in the eyes and it like stopped and looked at me and then moved off to the side of the and road it wasn't a coyote and it didn't look anything like a coyote all right guys I know we were limited on time <laughs> yeah thank you straight from Oklahoma to your casas adios signing off <laughs> a whole nother story sweet i'll get more stories don't worry love you guys proud of you thanks nice i like that that was a nice one that was well we love you too you, you know what that just made me realize hans hmm. take the first letter of hans on the scene and what do you get first letter of each word of hans on the scene hots <laughs> hots i don't know why that just made me realize that i was just like oh shit Hans, hots. There it is. That's right. All right. Friend that was interviewed. What if you were experiencing a glitch in the matrix and the code writers noticed that you noticed what was happening? So they reset everything so that you could roll through that same stoplight, but somehow you still knew that something wasn't right. Damn. Okay. Hey, what do you think about the story of him getting abducted? Very similar to the, uh, it's very similar to the Travis Walton story. Yeah. I mean, I would like to hear more from this guy, Stephanie. It's okay to be from Oklahoma, too. It is okay. Even though I'm not from there. But it's okay. Yep. I'm from Virginia. So yeah, you okay. just come down to Texas and we'll say what's up to each other. Yep. It'll be Stephanie and Hans on the scene. All right. Thank you, Stephanie, for the on the scene. We love you. We're proud of you. And you're amazing. Yes. Much love. And we want to hear more about the Chupacabra. That's right. At 80 miles an hour, you should just hit it. Right? Get that insurance. Sell it. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to go on to shout outs. Uh, I'll start us off with Instagram shout outs. First one is from Thomas P. He says, effing amazing. This is how I think. And I'm the weird one. I love it. Keep it up, legends. So, yeah. Thank you. Um, next one is from from Nathan F. He said, hey, I just wanted to thank you so much for the work and time you put into the show. It's my favorite podcast and I love the content you choose to cover. And I could go on and on, but good work. Can't wait till the next episode. Thank you, Nathan F. Next, shout out to Nyamph M. I'm sure I pronounced your name wrong. I'm sorry. 
She said, hi, I love the show. When I'm finished listening to the podcast about sugar, I'm from Ireland, so I went straight down to my dad to ask him about it. He said it was 1,000% the IRA. But I thought you might like to know, anytime there is a horse remains around the area, people claimed it's Shigar, and DNA testing is done to find out it's not him. So he was a big deal over there. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Shout out to Ireland, dude. Yeah, shout out to Ireland. I'm 3% Irish. Sup, brothers and sisters? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> shout out to Angel. Um, shout out to Quincy, to Ryland, to Jenna. Shout out to Corey. Says, hey, Aaron, I hope you're having a ripper day. No, I hope you're having a ripper day. And they also said, is there a book club on the Discord? Yes, there is. If you join our Patreon, you get automatic access to our Discord. That's the only way to get access to our Discord. And we do have a book club on there. So, yeah. Um, now, when you join, be courteous of everybody else. Yes, please be courteous to everybody else and be kind. All right. Next, shout out to Heidi, um, to Luke, Doug, Hybrid, William, to Al. He said, uh, just want to say how brilliant your podcast is. I want to say how brilliant you are. Tony Baloney said, hey, was wondering what your Discord was. I'd love to join. Well, Tony Baloney, if you want to join, join our Patreon and it sends you an automatic invite to it. Um. Shout out to Edward C, to Luke. Luke's on Patreon. Just wanted to say they love, love our show. No, we love you, Luke. Shout out to Kodak Black. Yo, I love the show. Been listening since Montauk episode. I swear this is the uh, only podcast I can listen to over and over. I miss the Montauk chair journeys. Please bring them back. I love you guys and I'm proud of you. We, we, they're going to come back, Kodak Black. You don't worry. Just keep spitting out them albums. That's right. Yeah, just. Tears up our body every time we go in there, so we got to give that body a rest. Yeah, I thought Hans was rough. The Montauk chair is a little bit rougher. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Jordan. Shout out to Boss Logs. What's up, guys? Just started following and got hooked. Was wondering if you guys could cover a topic on Bill Gates and his ties with Epstein. Um, we did an episode over, a, it's a Patreon-exclusive episode over Bill Gates, and we touch on his Epstein connection and all that stuff. So go check that one out. Um, shout out to Cody M says, Aaron is really the individual Matt best. I'm convinced Matt best with black rifle coffee company, not backroom casting couch or maybe from backroom casting couch. Same thing, basically. So I looked up that guy. I don't sound anything like him. No, dude, but he is something else. He's crazy, he man. To. He's like, my name is Matt, Matt best. 11x self-proclaimed astronaut and founder of blah i was like god bless <laughs> who the hell says some shit like that i was like you know that's aaron um shout out to amanda she shared a story of us of or she shared her story on instagram of her listening to us while driving saying my peaceful time catching up on theories of the third kind because of siren ward 83 well thank you for listening to us and sharing a story about us amanda love you um, two more shout outs. Shout out to Josie. Just want to say that I'm so thankful to have found y'all. Um, she actually recommended, she sent this message yesterday night at 1120 and recommended that we do an episode over Randonautica. Really? Huh. That's actually highly creepy. Are you watching us? Yeah. It's crazy. So shout out to you and then shout out to Abby. 
The Photographer Abby said she just started listening to y'all and loved the podcast. No, we love you, Abby, and we're proud of you. All right. Um, do you want to do uh, Facebook shout-outs, and then I still have to do email shout-outs? Or do you want me to do email? Well, I should just do, do email shout-outs. I just got a yeah. couple email shout-outs. Um, let's see. So this first email shout-out is to Joshua L., he sent me an email and said, uh, my wife is an avid listener. I'll start listening to your podcasts if you give her a shout out. Please and thanks. Her at is Desert Virgo. Hopefully, your new listener, J. Laura Plus Two. Well, shout out to your wife, Desert Virgo. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for getting your husband to listen to us. Thank him for uh, sending us an email to let us know to shout you out. We love both of you. We're so proud of you. And y'all are amazing. And don't ever stop believing. And my last email shout out is to... It's from Robert S. And I really don't... This email's all jumbled up. They go, okay, this isn't about Bigfoot's fat dick. Sent a video from ALBNM here as well as Facebook. I got the story of you actually see this and want more info. Bobby. So that's the exact email how it's written. I have no idea. So you sent it on Facebook? Yeah. So shout out to you. Love you. Proud of you. Um, oh, and wait, one more last email from Chris. It says, hey, bro, love the show. Can't figure out how to use the voicemail button. On the computer, I disabled the voice uh, voicemail button because we were getting so many. Um, but I'll reactivate it. So by the time this is up, the voicemail button will be reactivated. And uh, said that they're sad to see Anna leave, but excited and uh, for her and hope she excels in whatever she's doing. And says, "Love y'all, proud of y'all." Well, love you, Chris. Proud of you, Chris. And that's the end of my shout outs for this week. Dan, what do you got for Facebook? So mine's gonna be a mixture of Facebook and Patreon. I'll probably throw in one email one. So first shout out is to Tony W from Patreon. You know, he listens to the show, just joined Patreon. And he asked if we thought about covering the Amityville horror. Which I totally put know, that on there. But Don't we have Robert DeFeo down? I think so. I think he, yeah, I think he's in there. I mean, that, we can throw it in there. That original Amityville horror book I read as a kid. And I, I read it every single summer when I was up at my camp. And it was scary as hell. Is that why you caught it up next next to me when that one summer? Yep. Oh, okay. He he read it and looked at you and said, "I got my protector here." That's right, little ninja. This one's <laughs> actually from Christ. Discord. <laughs> <laughs> this one's from Discord. From ah, oh, I should have asked how you say your name. Bum- Chi. This is to Caveman, and he said, "This is an inside joke to you that you would understand it when I say it. Trust Dick." So. Inside joke. There it is. Uh, then a shout out to Ryan O'Connor. You know, he's a pretty funny guy on uh, Patreon. Rodrigo Lopez. He sent a message. I replied to him late at night. He was working. He was so ecstatic that we actually replied. Told him, like, dude, we try to get to every message that we can as fast as we can. So that was pretty cool talking to him. Then a uh, shout out to Amber Hall. Then shout out to Powski. Dylan Rivera. Then a uh, shout out to Corey Hart. Dude, he's a funny guy. Y'all got to read the Patreon messages between me and him on there right now. Aaron, you're going to have to wear a wetsuit. And uh, Hans and 
me are going to have to be very, very uh, prepared. Oh, speaking of Patreon, I got to take over the Patreon messages. It's my week. Since Anna left, we're just going to have to rotate. I'll, I'll take them over. Oh, yeah. It's my bad. I mean, I've been on there like, you know, half and half. Okay. Usually I get on there each morning and when it's my week and just respond to the messages. So I'll start doing that from now since it's my week. Shout out to Aaron Pierce. And then a shout out to, uh, just shout out to Air Liquid Crew. Y'all should know who you are. Shout out to you guys for listening. Then uh, we got an email from, I don't, I don't know if you remember seeing it, Aaron, Steady Dreaming with the TO3 logo he made. Mm. Here, let me show What's you real quick. Like? I'll post in the chat. Oh, man, that is a good logo. Holy smokes. That's pretty sweet. Imagine that on a shirt. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah. Some so, 3D glasses. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, so Steady Dreaming sent us this image. You know, he asked, he wanted to make sure we got it. We did get, we did get it, and it's amazing. I like it a lot. Yeah, thank you so much. And that is the end of my shout-outs. Hans, what you got? Mm. All right, so uh, I got some Discord shout-outs. Um... Shout out to uh, my boy Slickers. I know I'm not on here all the time, bud, but, you know, don't be afraid to send a couple messages. You know, another shout out to you, young Agamon. Don't worry about why my hands are big, buddy. Just know that they are. Um, Moonfire69, thank you for joining. Uh, thanks for the friend request. Uh, uh, shout out to Steffi Leslie, Sasha FNK. Um, and shout out to Justine. Um, you know who you are. You know I can't say your name, but just know that you know Ever Deadly Ninja. You know we we got a thing going right now, bud. Stony Tony, MK three six nine. When is the raid of Skinwalker Ranch? Whenever you want it to be, my guy. Whenever you want it to be, we'll raid it together. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'll come riding in on horseback with a flip-flop in hand and then my freaking uh, silkies. Nice. One from Patreon, uh, James. Thanks for giving me the the encouragement of I've been doing great. I have drastically been trying to improve better. It takes time. I wouldn't say I'm as great as Hans Solo. I'm just Hans on the scene. Well, no longer on the scene. Retired from that. You done with your shout-outs? Yeah. I want to throw in a shout-out from Discord as well. Just because of the events that happened yesterday. Stony Tony, Lunchtain, Azari, Slickers. You guys, yesterday, it is Saturday morning. Friday was definitely hectic. We had people join the Discord and they decided to try to cause a bunch of trouble. Like they literally was just trolling people and just starting drama and then trying to flip it on people. And it was very stressful to see the stuff that they were saying. You know, we we allow disagreements to happen, you know, discussions, but when you start getting to the point of insulting people because you don't they don't think the way you do, we don't like that stuff. And you know, these guys they they stood up to them and you know, they dealt with it and then you know, literally they did this stuff all day. And it got to the point that you know, I refunded them money for the month. And I banned them from Discord and Patreon. We've never had to do that. Mm-mm. Never. Because we always give you the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, you want your views to be out there. We get it. But the stuff they were doing was just not. Not appropriate. Yeah, it's It was distasteful. They were causing division and divide and just trolling. 
They were warned. They did not take heed to the warning, and they just continued to badger and insult other individuals. We don't tolerate that on the Discord. We are cool with open discussions. You know, feel free to talk or discuss among other individuals and discuss your own views and everything. And we're good with civil arguments. But when you start purposely saying stuff to aggravate other individuals and troll other individuals just to get a response and not stop and just keep doing it and then change your name and your picture and keep doing it again, we're not going to tolerate that. You're going to get banned. And like Dan said, it's the only time we've had to do that. So we apologize for our Patreon listeners who had to deal with that on our Discord. We handle it as quickly as we could, and Dan was there handling it like a friggin' regulator. That's right. So we, we handled it, you know, not the way we wanted to, but the way we had to. Yeah. Uh, this Discord is just meant for everybody to be one big happy family, so don't come in trying to just start unnecessary drama. It's meant for everyone to come together and be able to talk safely about, you know, the conspiracies and things you believe in and all that, not to come in and insult others because of the way they think. Like, you have to realize that not everyone thinks the same. We want you to come in there and come into a welcoming community and be able to be yourself, not an asshole. Yeah. All right. So any other shout outs we got for this week? No. All right. Well, I got one last shout out. That's to our main girl, our wifey, our number one stunner, our freaking chick on the scene who is always in our hearts and we're sniffing her farts. It's Anna. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, go listen to it. And at the end of it, Anna explains where she's going, where she's headed, where you can find her to follow her and all that good stuff. Uh, we miss her dearly and we hope that she's doing good and we love her. So this shout outs to her. Love you. Proud of you. It is highly weird not having her smiling face. Yeah, it is. It really is. All right. Well, that's the end of the episode. So I want to thank you all for joining us. And again, thank you for all your support. You are amazing, every single one of you. So with that being said, Dan and Hans, you want to roll us out? Sure will. It's okay to be out of this world with your thoughts. Because you're not alone. Nice.